Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the SIGCAST. Thank you for being with us. My name is Manpreet Singh. Today I have Inikar with me. Inikar, Guru Fateh, thank you for being here. Guru Fateh Manpreet, to you and your two and to your listeners. And it's wonderful to be back with all of you. Yes, and we have a brand new Shabbat of the Week titled, Listen, Girlfriend, The Sign to Meet the Divine, Surrender Mind and Body, Forsake Societal Norms. So please, take it away. So interesting, Rahau line. So this Shabbat is by Guru Arjun Sahib in Rag Suhi, the Rag of Love, um, and it is on Ang on page 737 of the Guru Granth Sahib. Bride lover is praiseworthy, recognizes the divine, follows hukam, renounces ego, died in beloved, delight follows. Listen, girlfriend, the sign to meet the divine. Surrender mind and body, forsake societal norms. Reflect, Rahal. Girlfriend counsels girlfriend. Earn what pleases the divine. Such pride lover remains cradled. Caught an ego, one doesn't enter the mansion, then regrets when night passes. Unfortunate, self-oriented, suffers pain. I would plea if I thought divine was far. Indestructible divine permeates everywhere. Sermon Nanak sees the presence and sings. So, Sun Sakhiye, Sun Sakhiye Prabhmilan Nisane, Mantan Arp Taj Laj Lukane, Rahau. So in this Shabbat, a Sakhi, a girlfriend, is sharing with her friend, with her Saheli. Come, let me tell you the way to meet the divine, the Prabhu. For Prabhu, we have translated it as divine. Then the question arises, is her girlfriend ready? Is her friend ready? Because if she is still too concerned about people's opinions, then she is not ready. Has she gotten rid of the noise, the chatter, the shame? Yes, I say the shame, the honor which society imposes on all of us. What I mean by that is if she's still conscious of people's thinking, then she's not ready. The hold of society, the hold of what the world is thinking of us, needs to leave. And this is what it means by letting go of the societal norms. Because Bhaktanki Chal Narali, the ones who are in love, walk differently. They act differently. No longer are they tied to the world. In a way, we need to get rid of all this because only when we become empty can we receive. So we need to get rid of that noise, chatter, and all that to receive. 
And then the second part, it is what to offer. So now that you have gotten rid of all this, what are you going to offer? Offer your mind and body. By offering mind and body means the way we think, the way we serve. Those are the things that you need to offer. Not the things we possess. Usually, we offer our possessions. We offer our materialistic things. But we offer our way of thinking and behaving. This is the offering that the Sakhi is sharing with her Saheli, that if you want to experience the divine, then what you need to offer is your mind and your body. This was the explanation of the Rahau line. Now let me begin with the first verse. Dhan Sohagan Jo Prabhu Pachane. The Sohagan, I have translated it as bright lover. I don't want to, I didn't want to just use the word bride because not every bride is, is a lover. So this Sohagan is a lover as well. She's a bride. So bride's hyphenated with lover. She is fortunate. She is blessed for she recognizes the divine the Prabhu. So the answer as to who is the Sohagan is given so clearly here. The one who recognizes the divine, that individual is a Sohagan. Sohagan. Suhagan. It's a Sanskrit word. So the one who is in the courtyard, on the Angan, in the Veda of the Beloved who is living in divine will, who is following that order. She is the one who is the Sohagan. The question, the answer is right there. Who is the Sohagan for us? The one who recognizes the divine. So then what happens? She died in this color of her beloved, of the beloved. Her life is colored with bliss and joy. There's this anand flowing. And I want to pause here because, you know, we have this notion that just because we are Sahagans or we are living in Hukam or we are connected and or we are spiritually inclined or whatever else, that nothing so-called, so-called bad will happen to us. It doesn't work that way. Because you just have to look at the lives of the Guru. You have to look at the lives of the Bhagats, what all they went to, through. You have to look at the lives of the Shaheeds. So just because your consciousness is imbued and you're colored in this love of the Divine, of the Beloved, doesn't mean that everything is will be smooth sailing. It will be for the ones who are died and because they look at it. So when I look at this, what this means to me is when one has died in that crimson color of love, that deep, deep red color, the way we look at life, the lens through we look at life changes. And, you know, a, um, a story comes to mind. Um, yeah. 
you know, there uh, there's a construction going on. There's building, and there are workers just sitting there under the hot sun, and they are breaking stones. And a man asks one of them, "What are you doing?" And the first one replies, "Well, I'm breaking stones." The man asks the second worker, "What are you doing?" And the second worker replies, he says, "I'm earning money for my family." And he asks the third worker, "What are you doing?" And this worker replies, he says, "I'm making a house for God." Three individuals doing the same work, but each one is looking at their work through a different lens. It's their thinking. their birthday where they are at so what if we change our lens and we look at our body our consciousness as a home of the divine what do you think would happen maybe then and just maybe then we may or we can truly experience the rest of life continuous flow of joy that the graces within you and you are connected with that this what is needed is that the offering of the mind and the body but if the body and mind or know that they are a place where the divine resides the jyotis within that flow of continuous flow you will feel So now we come to the second verse. Akhi saheli ko samjhave, soi kamave jo prabhave. And the sakhi is explaining to her that the way to experience the divine, and she uses the word, and the word is used kamave, earn, earn is being used. So earn that what pleases. divine which means to me cultivate the virtues adorn yourself with such virtues that the divine the prabhu has no option but to beautify you make yourself that beautiful adorn yourself with those virtues because once beautified it will happen to you you will be cradled in the lap of the beloved so the past to me is so clearly laid out to experience divinity adorn yourself with the virtues look at your mind and body as a home of the divine adorn yourself with the virtues and then you will be cradled because you will be irresistible you are so beautiful and the third verse reveals the plight of those who are caught up in the materialistic world in their egos what happens to them the mahal the mansion this is the mansion within they do not enter that they cannot enter their divinity within them they cannot experience that divinity because they're so caught up in this materialistic world and their life passes they suffer pain because they have not connected with the jyotis within them and then the fourth verse 
And here it is beautiful what Pacha is revealing. I would appeal if I thought the divine was far. But the Prabhupada, the indestructible divine is all-pervading. And imagine that stage to be in where you see the one everywhere. It's all-pervading. So to see the one, the ikyunkar everywhere, and seeing that, then Guru Sahib says, I sing because I'm seeing, I'm witnessing, I'm experiencing this presence. And I'm singing because of that. I'm rejoicing. This is a love song. This is the way to meet the divine. This is the way you will be in the anand. This is the way you will see the one. Adorn yourself. Surrender your mind and body. The, you know, there are many thoughts that arise from this Shabbat. I mean, I, I, you know, I want to say this is my favorite, but I seem to say that with everyone. But this really is my favorite. But, you know, the thought is we can adorn our bodies and please the world, but to experience divinity, to experience our own beauty, the beauty within us, our consciousness needs to be adorned. Are we prepared to do that? Are we prepared to adorn our consciousness? That's the question for me. What do I need to do to adorn my consciousness and make myself so beautiful? The divine has no option but to grace and beautify me so that I can feel the joy and the the rust and the anand and live in that ecstasy, to be in a different frame of mind. So no matter what happens, you accept things with such grace. Life is joyous. And that is why those in love, they walk differently because their life is joyous. They have connected to their inner rust. They know who they are. So these are my thoughts on um, this week's Shabbat. Beautifully said. I love this Shabbat too. This is this is great. Uh, I always felt this way as well, but you know it's very hard. It's very hard because you're taught and you grow up, and you know it's more. This might not be the right word, but it's more product driven of like, if you have some stuff, if you have five pieces, give one away, you know, um, and in, in Gudwara as well, we serve longer, we give money, but to give your mind and body in this context, I mean, these are one of the hardest things to do. And that's why there's so much chaos in the world, even though there's so much charity, because the mind and body really haven't been adorned with the divine, as you say. So my question to you is then, how do we, because this, I'm, I'm understanding this now at my age, so how would you explain this to, and sometimes, and I keep going back, <laughs> I think in some podcasts I've said this before, but, or actually this before, how do we explain this to, you know, kids in middle school, kids in elementary school, a Shabbat like this, you know, where they're 
where they're taught, which is a good thing, you know, sharing is caring and be nice and kind to one another. How would you, how would you, what angle would you come at them with to explain a Shabbat like this? So, you know, the sharing and the caring, yes, that is all going, that's wonderful and that's very, very good. But how do you know how to share and care? It's only when you are, when you truly, um, know who you are. You know, Manpreet, there is a word we um, we use, and, uh, you know, I take a little bit of, um, it always irks me a little bit when people say, you know, oh, we are helping them. You know, when we use the word help, I mean, it, it's, and I'm being a little, um, I'm just going a little bit off on a tangent here. Help is, in a way, and work with me on this, it's arrogant, an arrogant word. That means that you have something to give them. Really? When everything is of the one and you are sharing, there's nothing you are doing by helping. You are serving. So how do you get to that mindset of serving? And that's where we, you know, you talked about the chaos in the world, you know, the charity and everything, because we are in that mode. Well, we are helping. We are superior. We are giving. So we have a hold on them. We want something from them in fact. They should be doing this way. After all, we have done this for them. That's not the sharing. And that is not the caring. It is when we serve. That is what it is. Because in service, there's no expectation. You are sharing what you have, what is already there. It's virtually like a redistribution. You have enough, and you see someone that doesn't have. You're sharing it with them. You're serving them. You're serving their divinity. Yes, they're serving the divine in them, not them per se. So it really doesn't matter who they are, which faith they belong to, or whatever else. When you we serve, we look past beyond everything, race, color, creed, everything, and we serve the jyot, not individual. For me, that sharing and caring, what I would, how do you know how to share? Guru teaches you how to share because everything is from the one. And when you, you know, so I go back to that, connect with your jyot, Remember, the jyot is in everyone. We are all one. And so it is not that just because you have five things and the other one doesn't have. There's empathy, there's compassion, but you want to give because, not because you want to be superior and to be known as the, you know, the greatest kid on the block. You want to give because within you, you are hurting that the, your brother or your sister, you know, doesn't have and you have so much. That's the empathy that needs to be taught. That's the empathy that needs to be displayed to the children. Not the fact, okay, you have 20 toys. Can you give one away? That's not sharing. And that's the thinking that, that I would love to have conversations about that. What is really sharing? What is true empathy? What is true compassion? Then the, you know, it is very important here also, the Shabbat is, is someone who has experienced the divine is sharing with her friend, 
if you have experienced something, if you have received something of great monumental value, are you going to be that generous to share it with, with your friend so that she or he too may experience or receive? It can be wealth. It can be anything. Can we be that generous spirit? Not always. It's not the things. It's the spirit that needs to be generous. We need to be vast to be able to see everything. How do we inculcate that vastness within us? And then the last line, you know, it is that we say, do you think Vahiguru is far? Do you think Ikukar is far? And we say, no, what is Guru Sahib saying? It's everywhere. And then because Guru Sahib sees Vahiguru everywhere, Ikukar everywhere, he's rejoicing and he's singing, do you see Vahiguru everywhere? Because if you did, you would be happy. You would be rejoicing too. Would you be kind? Of course you would be. Because you see everything as one. And you see all your friends as one. They're all one. We are all children of Vaheguru. So do you, you know, that's that spirit I would um, talk to the children about. But definitely about the sharing and about the 20 toys and giving one away. That's not, that's not sharing, Manpreet. By any stretch of the imagination, that is not sharing. That is saying, yes, you know, this word, well, you know, and there's, we tolerate, no, you know, we, well, six tolerate other fates. No, that's such a wrong statement. It's not tolerate. We are accepting. When we say we share, it's truly the spirit that we are sharing. We are sharing because we believe in the oneness and not because of a place of arrogance. I think I went a little bit overboard, but did that answer your question? It totally answered my question. And actually, you know, it wasn't even for really middle schoolers or parents. I actually learned a lot there, too. So thank you very much um, for that. And thank you for sharing the Shabbat with us today. Beautiful Shabbat. Um, to everyone listening, if you want to see the Shabbat, read the Transcreation. Listen to it in the rag. It's supposed to be sung in. Please log on to sikri.org and you can see the Shabbat of the week there. Mostly on, if you click on the Experience tab, uh, you will you will see all the Shabbat of the week that we have done. Uh, Inikar, once again, you made me think. Thank you very much for sharing this Shabbat with us today. My pleasure, Guru Fateh. Until next time. Bye.